Oh my god, I really... I feel a burp in there, it just doesn't want to come out. That's bad. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Last Call Garage. Uh, episode 12 and a half, I'm Samir. And I'm Wayne. And it's just the two of us, because everyone's had a long week, I guess, and uh, the show must go on, right? Hey, you may be thinking to yourself, if you listened to two weeks ago at this point, wait, it was episode 11, what happened to episode 12? Why is this 12 and a half? It's because we did an episode last week, and uh, it didn't go well, and we just didn't put it out. So, yeah, it's okay. You didn't miss out much. Um, it was just all about Wayne and what he likes, which is... It's pretty disturbing, but... I was going to say nothing. I wasn't going to go with disturbing, but okay. <laughs> but Maybe it'll come like, out. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it in, the, in, in our pockets for a little bonus episode eventually, right? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, Wayne, how was your week? Uh, it's been pretty busy. Um, I was off Monday and Tuesday, and um, busy but interesting. Lots to learn. Busy but interesting. Interesting in like a business perspective and. Or like interesting, like you're learning new things, kind of interesting. Or like interesting, like, hmm, interesting. Um, <clears throat> interesting that I'm learning stuff, but also interesting. Hmm. Well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. what it is. I mean, that's kind of how it is when you start learning new things about a business, right? Yeah. I mean, no business perfect, so whatever. It is what it is. Uh, my week was pretty cool, I guess. No, it wasn't. It, was, it sucked. I have had no time this week. I've, I've been ridiculously busy, and I've had zero time to do what I want to do. And I very stupidly started a project in the middle of the week and um, tried to finish by tomorrow. And I... I would say I'm probably like a solid <coughs> uh, there we go. couple of hours away from doing it. And as of right now, it's 8.49. So uh, I don't think I'm going to finish by Saturday. <laughs> What's this project? Uh, I decided I wanted to fix every problem that existed with Mark 2. Oh, fun. Yeah. So right now the, the headers are off all the studs are off of the cylinder head for, for the exhaust manifold. Uh, intake manifold's off. And my exhaust is all disconnected. And I'm going to plug the holes in the firewall. Oh, and the front bumper's off, and I'm changing that. And the radiator's not hooked up. Nice. How does she sound? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking terrible. I, this all started because I, I finally decided... I'm going to put that fucking radiator in my car. You know, the one I got in like mm -hmm. January. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, well, shit, since I'm in there, I might as well change my front bumper over to the new one that I have. And I was like, I'm doing all this, this big work. I might as well cover the holes in the firewall. Oh, but if I'm back there, I might as well change the heads, the, the studs for the exhaust. So it stops leaking. And, uh, so I got all the parts I needed and, uh, I tried to, I, I got the bumper off the bumper support yesterday. 
the radiator is in. I had to make custom brackets with radiator because I didn't realize it wasn't the same as a stock Mark II radiator. And uh, so that took up a whole day. I bought all the hardware I needed for my exhaust because I was redoing a bunch of shit. Didn't even get to that. Also, my brother, when he moved out, took the slim, you know, the, the low pro jack from Harbor Freight. So I'm stuck with a little <laughs> tiny fucking like bottle jack. And so my car doesn't really go high enough for me to fit underneath that well. So I'm sitting there with my arms straight up, just feeling for whether the wrench is on the bolt that I need to get off. It, it was it was terrible. You couldn't just go to Jamil's house, pick it up. Nah, I'm not. I'm not that committed. It's just like <laughs> I got a jack here. I'll do it, I guess. And the only way that I could have got more height out of it was to put like so I couldn't the jack is maxed out right now like it's as high as I can get it to go I had to take the uh the metal I don't know what you call it you know the toppers on a jack stand you can pull them out mm -hmm. I had to pull that out for the jack stand to fit <laughs> it is not high at all and uh I thought about I was like oh maybe I'll put a piece of wood under it so I can get that car higher <laughs> right my car is too low and the ball the, the ball jack sits just below the sill. I can't get a piece of wood in there. Unless I pull the car onto a piece of wood, but then I'd need a bigger piece of wood. Otherwise, it wouldn't go any higher. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a lot of problems. Yeah, and my girlfriend was just like, oh, you're going to teach me how to... I'm going to get to drive stick on, on Saturday? I really want you to drive that car. And I was like, All right. <laughs> I'm going to finish by Saturday then. She was like, okay, cool. But you're still coming over Tuesday and Thursday, right? I was like, I guess... I guess so. They got to like yesterday and I was like, I don't have time for this. I need to go work on my car. I still, I got home at like 9.20 last night. Nice. Straight, straight to working on the car. And I was up, I was down there till like 10.30 and I was like, yeah, it's too late. I'm going to fucking pass out right now. <laughs> I hated it. I hate it. I'm probably not even going to be done by like Sunday. It's going to be done. The exhaust is not even... Your header is going to be on, exhaust not going to be on, but it's fine. It runs. I also, I bought a, I bought a new, uh, so my, my cat to mid pipe section is a three bolt flange. And I actually never really Ooh. knew the size of it. This, Tycon. I this. yeah, I bought this as on a whim. It's a two and a quarter inch, um, three bolt gasket. I have never known what size it is because it's the exhaust that came on the car. I just guessed. Uh, it happens to be the exact same size as the one I took off the car. But I don't nice. know if you can tell. Look at that fucking solid black line at the bottom of it. That thing never fucking sealed down there. <laughs> but it's the perfect size, so I got lucky. <laughs> now you just got to make sure it seals. Yeah, and I, I, I pulled the uh, the exhaust manifold gasket and like one of the ports was just all black like front and back just completely black <laughs> it's like i have so many exhaust leaks in my car it's ridiculous but now there won't be any because you're gonna fix them all fucking fingers crossed right <laughs> i'll be right back give me like two seconds Got it. Are you eating dinner right now, Wayne? 
No, I'm eating chips. Oh, what kind of chips are you eating? Sour cream and onion. Are those green onions on the side? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I guess I just never noticed that sour cream and onion is sour cream and green onions. It's interesting. Uh, what? Okay. Give me, give me your favorite chip flavor of all time. Give me mm. top three. Mm. Jalapenos. That's a good Jalapeno one. chips. Yeah, yeah. Um. Honey barbecue is one of the other ones. Really? Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Third one will be hard. Um, vinegar chips. Ah oh, man, vinegar chips are delicious. Yeah. I um. Uh, so, do you prefer savory chips, spicy chips, or like salty chips? Because you got them. You got literally like all three of them in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of depends. Um. If I was going to choose one, it'll probably be uh, spicy chips, the jalapeno chips. Interesting. And then second choice will be the salt and vinegar one. Yeah, but having too much salt and vinegar gets a little bit too vinegary. And it I makes think if everything I could else. Live, if I had to live the rest of my life eating only one kind of chip, it would be either salt and vinegar or pickles. Pickle chips are fucking delicious. Pickles are nice. I'm, I'm, I love like salty shit. <clears throat> whenever, whenever we make fried rice at home, I always, I'll, I'll like take my plate or like my serving of fried rice and I'll sprinkle more salt on it. Fried rice is already salty, <laughs> <laughs> but it needs to be saltier. Saltier. What's yeah. your favorite brand chip? Ooh, that's tough. The my favorite pickle chips ever. And probably quite possibly my favorite chips ever were this Trader Joe's brand of spicy pickle chips that they only had for like a year and they got rid of it. I don't know where it went. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think second to that, maybe maybe kettle. Kettle's pretty good. I like pretty much all. Yeah, of kettle's them. good. Yeah, they have this uh, bourbon barbecue, which is different than their Kentucky barbecue. The country style one? No, it's um, uh, it's literally just called bourbon barbecue. I don't think it's country style. Oh, I see it. Yeah, that one. That one's really good. I like that. I don't like barbecue chips that much, but that one's that one's up there. Mm. This bourbon barbecue one. It's on Amazon. It's only eighty nine cents for a five ounce. That's ridiculous. But this five ounces is a little tiny, little tiny baby one. Yeah, but the shipping is $8.72. So, does that mean that you'll have to, like, order a lot? Yeah, order in bulk. Yeah. Like, like how does that work? <laughs> so, yeah. what's your favorite round of chips, then? Uh, Miss Vicky's for the salt and vinegar. Miss Vicky's is good. Yeah. And then kettle for their jalapeno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you like Takis? 
yes um but not so much for the the flavor is good but not so much for like the, the actual tortilla chip yeah i think it's a little weird that they they went with the tortilla based chip but takis are, are decent we found i don't know if you've seen these there's blue takis yeah yeah they're like the the spicier version of it i think i i have no idea um my girlfriend has been dying to try them but she didn't want to buy a big bag of takis so we've been on a, a slight hunt for a small bag we fucking found some on oh yesterday we found some yesterday at like a random lucky that we went to and uh we have yet to try them but i'm interested yeah because i'm on the chip. yeah i'm on the takis website it goes from the fuego one mm-hmm. which is what we see everywhere and then they have the nitro which is one part habanero one part lime the blue one no that's the red one red one what's the green one uh the green one is crunchy fajita tortilla chip Hmm. and then the guacamole one and then the blue one is the description says some legends say that blue flame burns the hottest of all yeah what i need to know is the chip actually blue i think so because that is the, yeah. Because the 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 guacamole one is green. Yeah, I just I don't understand how you can have a blue chip and like why is that why is that a thing? There's there's a lot of things that shouldn't be blue, and chips are definitely one of them. <laughs> like it just it, it doesn't make any type of sense. But I don't know. Maybe they're fucking delicious. We'll see. Yeah, let me show you. See, blue. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it's their most extreme flavor yet. Ooh, a furnace for your taste buds, a sun flare for your face. <laughs> Sensory experience so intense it may be our most extreme flavor yet. This sounds like like five gum, like those fucking <laughs> those old commercials. Yeah. Oh, you'll feel something. Oh, stimulate your senses is what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I hated those commercials. This thing is so stupid. Interesting. I don't think I've ever tried any ones other than the Fuego ones. Yeah, I know that Devin loves the Fuegos. I mean, they're good. Yeah. But Devin also doesn't like spicy food, so. Yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to try the guacamole one. I want to see how, how it tastes. It's probably just a slightly less spicy, you know, because mm. I mean, it's probably got a lime in it still, right? And some jalapeno, and I doubt it tastes anything like guacamole. <laughs> it's just green. I like how they put, they put vitamin A, calcium, vitamin C, and iron, and it's all 0%. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of that? I like that it's it, you always see this on on uh, like chip bags and stuff. It's made in a facility that may also use soy wheat next. They don't know for sure if the facility that they own uses these ingredients and in other things. They don't know what they're making. Well, it it may use it. So if you have an allergic reaction, 
I get I get that it's like, <laughs> like covering their ass, but it's like in the in the smallest way possible. You're like, hey, by the way, this might have this. So if you mm-hmm. have an allergic reaction, it says it on the bag. Don't be stupid and buy it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a yes or no question, not a maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's your facility. What do you what do you <laughs> do? I've never heard of that company. Barcel. Barcel USA. Interesting. Taki hot nuts? I've never heard of any of these fucking brands. I've never seen these candies before. Fuck am I looking at? (laughs) I've seen these. I've seen these. (laughs) (laughs) Coronado though. I don't think I've seen those. Yeah, that's weird. Popcorn? I mm, no. I haven't seen those. Go go to um because like Artisan kettle or artisan style kettle cooked. What the fuck is that? Nope, never seen it. Yeah, <laughs> never. Are we sure this is a U.S. company? I mean, it says USA, but are we sure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sticks. I remember sticks. No, I'm thinking of stacks. Never mind. Nope, never seen it. So I've only seen <laughs> two out of the nine products that they sell. It's not very good. Uh outreach I bet they all taste the same too I bet they're all just fucking Taki flavored look at this Fuego mm-hmm. like it's gotta be just the Takis yep. this is a normal chip <laughs> that's so annoying this one has nope. 2% calcium 2% calcium <laughs> one serving 410 milligrams of sodium I think that's enough salt right 410? I'd be mm-hmm. I'd be happy at 420, I think. California supply chain. Go go to that one. Oh, it's part of Bimbo. <laughs> Interesting. I guess that kind of makes sense. Wait, yeah, our suppliers but... are required to act in accordance with all ethical federal, state, and local foreign laws, rules and regulations, including laws addressing human trafficking, trafficking and slavery. Interesting that you have to put that there. <laughs> I'm glad they don't support human trafficking and slavery. Interesting. Let's see what kind of jobs they got there. Ooh, regional key account manager. Oh, where, where are these at? Hold on, let's go location. Mm, see if there's anything in California. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, boom. San Jose, what's up? Sacramento? No, it's a Scranton. Never mind. I can read. <laughs> Why are there two Scranton, Pennsylvanias? Scranton, Scranton, Pennsylvania, Scranton, Pennsylvania, Scranton, Pennsylvania. What? Seattle, Washington, Seattle, Washington. 
I guess maybe they have two locations down there. Oh, uh, there's Sacramento. Sacramento. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have? Ooh, Fullerton. Fullerton. Fresno. I think that's it. Wow, they got a lot of fucking... A lot Just of two locations. I don't know. One location. Two jobs. Operation Sales Operation Support. Operation Sales Support? Interesting. Hmm. Well, hey, if anyone's looking for a new job, I mean, here you go. Who doesn't want to be <laughs> operational sales support west at Barcel USA? You can sell Takis, bro. <laughs> I could not think of anything easier to sell to middle schoolers. <laughs> wow, you need a bachelor's in administration, statistics, or analytics. Wow. Master degree at desired. Ooh. God damn. Seven and ten years preferred. Five years experience. Five years experience. Level. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, in the travel. Okay. Travel domestic up to 50%. You can spend half the year traveling? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Hmm. Why does it say Road Warrior? Where? Travel percentage Road Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> level experienced <laughs> this is not for the faint of heart <laughs> this is serious <laughs> level management nice oh this one only needs a bachelor's degree mm -hmm. five years in sales manager or marketing bachelor's interesting proven DSD experience does anyone do you know what DSD is no I don't know what DSD is either. Something tells me that we know a certain someone that can get this job. Direct store delivery. Interesting. Huh. Ooh. I see. Okay. So it's like selling to retailers. Yeah. So okay. like it's like a it's like a door to door salesman. Dude, I'll fucking apply for it, Wayne. See 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 what see if they get back to you. <laughs> Why not? I already have a job. Yeah, but I, that doesn't mean you can't just jokingly apply for another. <laughs> I'll apply for the operations. You fight. You, you, um, you can apply for the divisional sales. Ah, dude, I'm not good at sales. I can't do that. <laughs> I've had people try to like dumb down sales for me. I'm gonna say Let's this see if one there's time. Any it's not the idea behind selling that's hard it's the act of actually pushing someone to buy something closing a sale is what i can't do i get that these people are calling me clearly they want the product because they're calling me right so half the job's already done you don't have to tell me that i get that i need a hundred percent of the job to be done when they come to me <laughs> Before you come to me, just have everything done. Yeah, dude, you come to me with your fucking credit card ready. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. I was not sales. I worked a cash register, and it hey, you can tell. <laughs> How come you didn't go with sales, Wayne? I mean, you you were doing sales at Fry's, right? I am in sales. I mean, you are now. But like, yeah. 
Your past few positions weren't in sales. Oh, no. Because sales takes too much time. What do you mean? Um, uh, it takes too much time out of my day. Like, I don't have any free time. Especially now. But if that was your only job, right? It obviously wouldn't take time out of your day because that is your day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm at work. I like, I don't know, 10, 11 hours. But that's okay. Block that OT. You OT and commission. What's yeah. the problem here? <laughs> I see zero problems. I'm at work all the time. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Nothing. Stay at <laughs> home. All right. Let's go to the <clears throat> you got here, Wayne. You wanted to talk about this stuff last week, but last week was a... Uh, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what's this first one you sent me? Criminal charges dismissed against Gimbala Mirage GT owner who went on viral wrecking spree in Manhattan. This is that Asian dude, right? That rich Asian mm-hmm. dude? Yeah. So I don't know if... I think many people have known um, about this. It's like it went out... It spread like wildfire when it happened. Um, so... Ben Chen, also known as Benjamin Chen. Um, I think you said that backwards. Benjamin Chen, also known as Ben Chen. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, so he has, um, he has an Instagram, and his Instagram handle is BC. Um, so I've been following him for a couple years now. Um, he's always had amazing cars like uh Advent- Aventador SVs um to this beautiful one out of 24 Gumbala GTs um and a bunch of other Porsches as well but um I would say like a month or two months ago um I guess he was um driving through Manhattan and like downtown um and i guess he was under the influence bro this happened Um, like a year ago (laughs) did it really the first sentence the criminal court case against the owner of gambala gt whatever went on a wrecking spree man nearly a year ago (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah i remember it was a long time ago was it really yeah oh time has time has flew by really fast um (laughs) ignore what i said about the one month ago I meant I meant a year ago <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so uh there was like photo ev- evidence and there's video surveillance because it's downtown Manhattan um he flew he was driving um and I guess he hit a car and then like smashed the minivan um to smithereens from the back um and then he backed up and like continued driving down Manhattan um, hitting a couple cars and that's how the car looks from the photo that you guys see that's how it looks that's worse than the picture yeah like it's it's gone 
Like, yeah, I think it's fucked. Yeah. Um. So, um, yeah, recently, um, court case throughout the case or um the DA's office throughout the case which caused even more commotion now because um so apparently in New York it's very hard to um get caught for reckless driving um there's a lot of loopholes and um areas you have to touch in order to get convicted um so the DA's office basically said they didn't have enough evidence to prove that it was actually him driving. Um, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I, I read a sentence early, uh, a little bit further up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says the people are moving to dismiss this matter because the case cannot be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like videos everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I remember that. Like, everyone knew exactly right who it was the second it happened. Boom. Right there. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah. So he like Falcon kicked that. But the thing is, the, the video right below it, I mean, you can see the driver through the window. How How is that beyond a reasonable Yeah, exactly. Doubt? Yeah, th- there was, yeah, there was like people all around because we're in a digital age now, so everyone has yeah. a smartphone. So they basically had they they took a video of him in the car and then they had also a video of him getting out of the car and like his face and everything but i i guess when you have powerful lawyers in new york fucking money and huh <laughs> and a lot of fucking money yeah like i don't know like if you ever need a lawyer just, just hire the same lawyer that Ben has. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. It really um, makes you wonder what you yeah. could get away with if you just had enough money. Exactly. Um, but so there are other people that I've watched um, that went in more, went in depth and um, actually like uh, try to investigate the story. Um, it was. Um, some of them, some people think that uh, the reason why he got away with it was because um, there wasn't anyone around, so he didn't endanger anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that there was no one harmed, and it was like the middle of COVID, right? Yeah. No one on the streets at all. Um, very minimal people at all, like even even in Manhattan. Um, so people are saying that that might have been why the case got thrown out because no one got injured um it was just i don't know a one out of 24 limited edition run cars that got damaged and a bunch of other toyota camrys and uh siennas yeah 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 that's crazy man i mean what well i mean what can you really say right i mean nothing really he's he he's had a history of doing this right like he's he's yeah, a couple cars without um, without a scratch on them, and yeah, physical and driving record. <laughs> yeah, so um, he's also known for his uh, he has a Bugatti, um, Super Sport mm-hmm. that is nicknamed the Panda. 
um, because it has white and black. And it's also, his Bugatti was also a limited run. Um, it's a special edition one. Um, the name of it is a, a pure bronc. So um, that car has also been all around. But that car, Ben, didn't crash. Um, yeah. You know what's a problem um, when you have to say that he didn't crash a car? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ben also has a Lamborghini Murcielago SV, which is like super rare to have one. Um, the the backstory behind that was uh, Sunset GT is an event. I believe it was Sunset GT. Um, please don't quote me on that, but uh, it was one of the events in LA. Um, he was not invited and he didn't register to be in it. Yeah, I guess he just assumed that since he has a super nice and rare car, he can just show up at the meet and be granted a pass to come in. Um, so he went, tried to get a spot, but get, they got kicked. They basically kicked him out and he got mad. Um, so he ended up hitting a car um, during his little road rage. And there are pictures floating around of him just standing in front of his car. The front end was smashed. Um, doesn't look too bad. Um, looks a lot like just um, I would say like front end damage um, but that was one of them uh, he also crashed a McLaren 12C during a rally nice. uh, he smashed it against a um, storage unit like the storage unit was just crumbled and his car was just like stuck there nice. um, and then the other one would be his Mercedes uh, CLK GTR, which is wow. one out of two. Yeah, CLK yeah. GTRs are not—they're yeah. nothing to shake your head at. Yeah. Um, if it's one of two, I would imagine it was a roadster, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are videos. Um, oh no, he just said regular still i mean that's crazy oh, come on who who does that like right there is when he scratched it god like, damn three wheels you can the... hear it oh that's terrible like i know the man has money but come on you... that's that's ridiculous that's that's like one of the things you don't disrespect is nice cars that I mean, it, yeah, are it's, rare it's it's different when it comes to rare but that is literally like yeah. that is racing history that he's driving like that yeah crazy yeah so there's that um i think is clk so there were 25 clks um but there were only two grand uh super sports yeah, so he has one of the two, um, which is crazy. Um, I don't even want to know how much he got it for, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also has a Porsche, um, I think, um, a 911 um, 
94, year 94, um, Porsche 911, uh, Turbo S package car, mm. which is close to like a million dollars. Um, so he has that as one of his cars. Um, that car he did not like damage all. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, um, Ben is also he was co-owner of um, Gold Rush Rally. I don't oh, know if you know okay. about that. I yeah, they see, do yeah, like yeah. yeah, they do exotic races, uh, exotic rallies mm-hmm. across the U.S. Um, very similar to Gumball. Yeah, but Gumball is like continent. Wow, um, Gold Rush is just mainly in the U.S. I yeah. don't, I don't These, think the Gumball Rally still exists anymore. Like at least in the same form that it used to back then. What do you mean? Like I, I think they've pretty much gone and either it's not the same as it was before, or they've just completely stopped doing it. Because I haven't heard anything about that thing in years. Gumball's still doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and their their next event is in oh well it's supposed to be in twenty twenty, but <laughs> yeah, but it's postponed right now. But yeah, they still do um gumball. Um there's a couple YouTubers that I watch. They still do it. So their next event is in May of twenty twenty two. Oh okay. Um, yeah, they're going from Toronto. Canada to Indy 500 to Nashville and then to Atlanta then to Miami interesting okay they're just yeah. going south uh, towards the eastern side of the country that's cool yeah one yeah. of their sponsors is Hot Wheels yeah I mean I've always I've always wanted to do something similar to that like a rally of that style or yeah. that size rather because I've done I've done a rally before um it was fun, but uh, it really depends on the people that you go with, you know? Exactly. Because yeah. A lot of those kind of rally communities are really tight knit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming as an, as an outsider isn't like the most impossible thing to do, but yeah. you got to take the right person with you, right? Because you're mm-hmm. going to need like a co-driver. And uh, I did <clears throat> not take the right person. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. And the cost of Gumball 3000 is like, like the entry entry fee is like $8,700. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not cheap. Do you ever, um, do you, you, do you know Mischief TV? Do you know who that is? He used to make uh, DVDs way back in the day. The name sounds really familiar. Yeah, it was uh, these two dudes that like faked their way into the gumball back in like I don't know, I want to say like oh four. Oh yes, okay. uh, like mischief one and yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That, that's when I first learned about the gumball, and mm-hmm. uh, I always thought it was super cool. After that, I think that year yeah. gumball they they basically did uh, what's it called? What's that fucking thing called? Where they go from coast to coast? Cannonball. I think they basically did the cannonball that year. Yeah, yeah started in new york and they ended somewhere in la i think mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's, it's it's something i would like to do in theory but like that's some commitment that i don't think i, I i've got yeah the cannonball run 
is also pretty cool to do. Yeah, but, there's there's um the dude the world's fastest diesel time is held by a Passat TDI. That's it. <laughs> so uh, gonna break that record or what? Absolutely not. He his his the back of his car is full of fuel cells. He stopped for gas like three times. Twenty eight hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, he beat Some dude on Facebook. He's in all the Passat groups too. It's hilarious. <laughs> Sean G. <laughs> yeah. He beat the previous record for diesels. Uh more than three hours. Yeah, dude. Sat's so no joke. What's up? Damn, he averaged twenty-five point five miles a gallon at a hundred miles an hour. Right? That's oh, that's fucking insane. <laughs> at a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> the only Jesus way you get Christ. faster than that is to maybe drive with a tuned one but then your gas mileage would go down yeah mm. i don't know that's crazy there's also a semi-autonomous vehicle record as well <laughs> really yeah in october wow. 2015 they did a 2995 mile journey in 57 hours and 48 minutes jesus christ yeah, I remember there was when when COVID, the lockdown first started, a lot of people were going out and trying to to like go for records doing that. I wouldn't say a lot of people, mm-hmm. but more people than normal. And yeah. uh, I think I think as a whole, a lot of the gumball community just weren't supporting those uh, those times because they were like taking advantage of mm-hmm. of, of yeah. the, the current climate. Yeah, which is interesting. I think that's pretty cool. To see like that kind of sportsmanship mm-hmm. but also like it's just a fucking drive dude like who's, who's really tripping that much <laughs> yeah i i think it would be cool to drive across country no matter how long it took i wouldn't try to go for the fastest time obviously i'd be in a car that works and is drivable <laughs> i think i think it'd be a cool experience you know yeah we can take a you know Go to like Hertz or something. Yeah. <laughs> Rent a car and be like, "I'll bring us across to like New York City for you." Yeah. For how much? I'll do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Just pay for gas, food, and lodging. We're good. Exactly. Just be like, "I'm helping you out." Yeah. Oh, someone bought this car in New York. Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you'll have Here's it my in number? like two weeks. <laughs> Here's my number. Just let me know whenever it happens. I'll be there. Yeah, that'd be kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see yourself ever doing a, a big road trip like that? Like, what's the furthest you've you've driven? Uh, Vegas. Vegas. Okay, that's like what nine, ten hours. Yeah. So we drove. Um. Oh no. That I've driven, right? Yeah, that you've driven. Uh, yeah, it'll be. LA and then LA to Vegas and then Vegas back home. Yeah. Yeah. The longest road trip that I sat in was from here, California, the Bay Area to Tijuana, Mexico. Yeah. That's the longest one I've sat in, I think. The longest one I've driven is to the border of Mexico. I think. I like long drives, but we just don't go on many. Um, 
What'd you when did you go to Vegas? Um and when, who three years ago? With? Uh I went with a few cousins and my parents. We went to um we went to CES of uh, Vegas. So you went to the AVN awards, got it. <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah. I was able to drink so <laughs> You were twenty one by then? Mm-hmm. Oh. How much of it did you drive? Um <clears throat> So I didn't drive the way down to LA. I drove the LA to Vegas part. Okay. It's like the, yeah. the three hour drive or four hour, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 yeah it was like snowing. It was really weird. But... Yeah. The one thing I'll never do is drive to Vegas. Probably. <laughs> I'm willing to drive further, but I just don't want to go to Vegas. I think it's, I'm it's in my life when Vegas. I'd rather fly. It's like a, it's like what, like a fifty dollar fucking flight, and it's like an hour long. Like, why would you drive? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I think we, yeah, we rented a car from, from Hertz, I think, or something like that. Because yeah. apparently you can also rent cars from like dealerships. Oh. Yeah. Like loaner cars, but like for actual renting. Yeah, because we, we went to Toyota see if we can rent a sienna um but we can only their rental agreement was only in california and uh, since we're going to vegas it wasn't allowed that makes sense yeah but it was like i think it was like less than a thousand dollars for a week of rent wow unlimited miles wow that's so, not bad yeah <laughs> but they didn't allow outside California, so yeah. Well, I was, we got uh, a town and country. I, I've always been really jealous of my brother because he's done a couple of those road trips. Um, he did uh Phoenix to back home and he did uh Portland to back home, which I could, I mean, I could do that, no problem. Like, it's, it's like a weekend, but um, the one that I was really jealous of him, he did El Paso to to here in the Bay Area, like back home. You oh. flew out to El Paso, bought a car. It was a, oh shoot, what year was it? It was maybe like a 73 um, Dodge Coronet. And he flew out to, uh, what was it, a Coronet? What was it? I don't remember. 73 Plymouth, some shit. I don't know. It was some like super old fucking American muscle car, like big body, huge motor. He flew out there and just drove it back from El Paso. He did it in a day. Damn. That was that, yeah. That would that would that would have been cool. He still says the best breakfast burrito he ever had was in New Mexico. That on that trip. But yeah, that trip must have been fun. I've always been jealous of that kind of stuff. You know, just kind of so go as far as you can. You're gonna buy a car in Texas, dude. I'm down, honestly. <laughs> Although you got to go to a really dry part of Texas where there's no snow. I don't know if that mm. exists. And then drive by Chris's house. <laughs> yeah, I know a couple of people that live in Texas now. Aaron was thinking about moving to Texas for a while, actually. That would kind of suck. Houston? No, I think he was thinking about moving somewhere uh, 
Metal Paso. Um, maybe I think he was thinking San Antonio. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean that requires finding a job out there. Basically, that'll be willing to relocate you. Yeah. Do you ever see yourself That's crazy out of, the, out of the bay? Um, I really want to live in LA. I went yeah. through that phase of my life too. When I was in college, yeah. I really wanted to live in LA. I like, I don't know, the city life is very nice. Yeah. Um, that's probably one thing. Um, but I want to travel. I want to see different parts of the U.S. Like, I want to go to Louisiana for their food, and Chicago for their deep dish pizzas. That's also food. <laughs> yep, and New York for their diversity of food. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't see myself ever leaving the Bay Area. I mean, obviously. If a good opportunity comes up, there's no reason to pass up on it, right? Just because you want to live somewhere. But uh, yeah. I don't, I, I don't see it as something I'm gonna seek, because I just, I, I, I've thought about living in LA and I've thought about living in SoCal and things. I think the only place I'd really be happy in SoCal would probably be somewhere like Long Beach. Mm. Um, it's a little bit more slower paced and kind of just away from everything. Yeah, but in Long Beach, you can't buy liquor like normal. Yeah, and Long Beach isn't exactly the nicest place in the world. So, <laughs> um, San Diego would be cool, but once again, that's, you know, another big city. And uh, I just, I can't live somewhere where street parking is necessary. I need to be able to pull into a parking lot. And I will fucking sit for 15 minutes waiting for someone to leave, but it has to be a parking lot. I'm not, I'm not running laps around a block to find a fucking spot just to go to a store. That's, that's just not happening. And yeah parking somewhere and then realizing 15 minutes later that oh shit I'm not supposed to be parked here I'm gonna get a ticket that's not something I'm gonna do no fucking way that's the best part though <laughs> I hate that dude it's so dumb oh my god the rush of adrenaline oh, parking tickets are like the worst things in the world <laughs> I fucking hate it yeah the other topic uh we have three, but yeah, take your pick. Which one you want? I don't know. Since it's two of us, we can talk about F one. Okay. Yeah. Since you know a little bit more than me, it's like literally like that much more. Like I know bare minimum. <laughs> <for F1. laughs> like I, I, so I I like watching F one. Um. I feel like F1 has a lot more excitement than watching, um, what was that? NASCAR? Yeah. But I feel like they're, they're, they're kind of like the same thing. They're, they're still going in laps, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, but, that's all racing though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but NASCAR is just, 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 just a circle. <laughs> um, yeah. but F1 just has, I like, I like the, I like the background of of f1 i like the cars and the people behind the driving machines and yeah. also the teams yeah yeah f1 um, i think is is a really interesting spot because g- 
given that there's what 27 seats or something like that i don't know it's, it's obviously not 27 because they're all two seats per team so it can't mm -hmm. be an odd number but um and it's like 24 seats or something like that so, so like the people that come into the sport are obviously and the people that stay in the sport they're obviously very good at what they do and they're well known for that and because it's such a small field you can get to know drivers individually and kind of it's a bit more personal whereas you go into nascar and there's like i don't know a starting grid of like 50 people you know you really only know the people that win the races you don't give a shit about the rest right yeah but i think f1's really really personal and like i really i prefer like imsa and you know gt racing like fia gt racing i i really prefer that style because i like the tracks they run on better but it's the same problem you know it's, it's not personal with the drivers you don't really know the people you, yeah. you can follow a, a driver but like you know it's, it's just kind of hard to get into you're just like okay who am i gonna root for who do i need to do more research on when f1 you know you don't really need to do much research because you know there's there's not that many people yeah if they're a rookie in the sport you know you've probably followed them from another you know from f2 or mm -hmm. if you really die hard you follow them from karting but you know you, yeah i it, feel like it's just like uh fd then yeah it's it's similar um they both have formula in the name but uh <laughs> <laughs> no it, it's weird um because you know people that are like really have been re really into it for a long time they always prefer the the older drivers that have been in it for a while and then there's people that come mm -hmm. in because you know they know the rookies yeah. so it is it is very similar yeah So there's this article um, with Road and Track, and the title says, "We wanted to believe this rumor that Audi and Porsche will enter F1." Um, a little backstory. So each year, um, F1 has a budget cap, um, and every year it's been like it's been going down, right? I think last year was like 150, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't actually know what the budget limits have always been. I know that they weren't always there. I know that, but um, yeah, yeah, budget caps are, are an interesting kind of playing field when it comes to F1 because, mm -hmm. like, with a lot of different kinds of racing, but I think with F1 specifically, there's a lot of politics that go into it because yeah. there's like a constructors championship and you know there's people using other people's engines and stuff like that so mm -hmm. it's interesting but yeah, yeah budget because i know caps. yeah because i know the next year season 2022 um they came out with some rules and some of the rules were that um they're cutting the overall percentage of downforce created by their cars by 10 percent um so that other teams who are less funded are able to have the advantage. Um, and also, um, their teams are not allowed to use other teams like engines or um, same chassis design and whatnot. Um, another thing is that... Um, you have a um, like, if you look at the roster of which teams won last season, 
Um, and this upcoming season, they used the last season's brackets to um, basically give time um, in a way that the teams that are number one last season get less time to do like aerodynamic testing, dyno testing, um, than the teams that are like last place or second to last or third to last. They have even more time to do research. Um, but that's kind of where I get confused because I thought that each team has like their own like wind test, like wind tunnel testing, like their own. Um, I didn't know that they have like set schedules of like testing their product and doing changes. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know a whole lot about the development side, and, and mm -hmm. that's interesting. I mean, if, yeah, I, I don't know if they've been doing that or what, but I mean, it, it, it kind of, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it, you know, because you give obviously the people on top were Mercedes and uh, Red Bull. Um, mm -hmm as that has been for years now but you know you give them less time to develop a car you're still starting with the same base chassis if they if i mean if they if they had the short amount of time they could still start yeah. with the same base chassis and make the necessary changes um in which case they'll still have a competitive car mm -hmm. um whereas these lower tiered teams i don't think it's really a time issue you know um yeah i think it was like the more of the deep development of um money i think the biggest issue was money um, yeah it, it, like, it always it always has been yeah because like mercedes just they have mercedes backing them right so money's like a gold mine and then red bull and honda yeah. and aston martin like three big companies um and like the third one is what I think Ferrari. And uh, so it, it was, yeah. Um, but then the previous season, I think there was kind of a Ferrari had a little bit of a, a down season. <laughs> so twenty twenty constructor standings. Yeah. Mercedes, Red Bull, McLaren, Racing Point, Renault, Renault. Yeah. And Ferrari. Yeah, so far it was number six. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Which is now Alpine. Yeah. yeah. And then there was, was like this huge... Cut out. Huh? What, what was the last thing you said? You cut out. Uh, Ferrari was number six. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And then there was like this big like um, argument that Racing Point mm -hmm. copied like Mercedes or something. Yeah. So if you haven't watched um, Drive to Survive on Netflix, you definitely should. Uh, uh, obviously, you don't really want to start at the beginning because that's from, I think, the 2018 season, 2017 season, one of those two. So it's pretty far off, but it'll give you a kind of a good understanding of how the sport works. So I'd suggest watching all three seasons straight through. But uh, yeah. they had a whole episode devoted to the Racing Point team. And uh, their cars were pink. And they nicknamed them the Pink Mercedes because they look so much like the previous season's Mercedes cars. 
And what they did admit to was purchasing brake duct designs from Mercedes because they had a list of parts that were um, you were, it was like prohibited to be able to to share the details on this list of parts. Mm-hmm. Brake ducts weren't on that list, so they paid Mercedes to get the designs of those brake ducts. And so they, in their eyes, that was their argument. They're like, you know, we did it all legal. This wasn't. This was allowed. We paid the money for it. These are now, you know, they, they shared these designs with us, and uh, so they got fined for the uh, for their brake ducts. But it was also deemed not against the rules, so they were able to use them for the rest of the season. It was really interesting. This kind of like weird dynamic, which was like, mm-hmm. if they did nothing wrong, why were they fined? And clearly, they didn't do anything wrong because they're allowed to still use these brick ducks. So it's like, yeah. which, like, they couldn't decide whether they were at like at fault or not. It's like. Make up your fucking mind. But the thing is that when they went to protest it, they had to pick a design. Like when when another team went to protest um, the car um, to the FIA, they had to pick a certain part of the car that needed to be inspected by the FIA, and they went with brake ducts. So the question stands: If they picked a different part, would it then be an issue? You know? Yeah. It's one of the. Um, it's, those things that just makes you think keeps you up at night sometimes yeah in 20 years i'll be sitting i'll be sitting in my bed at fucking three o'clock in the morning go for the 2020 season was racing points car really a mercedes (laughs) (laughs) it was a clone yeah (laughs) everything was off by like a millimeter yeah um but yeah the the um the video that i watched the about the things that are changing um or 2022 um so i guess each team gets two tokens for the whole season on things that on things that they can change um so i'd say um yeah but like the the whole token like mid-season changes to their chassis or like what yeah yeah so if you but the you only get two tokens right right um so let's say you want to change one of your axles. So your right axle is one token. Mm-hmm. Your left axle is your token, another token. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like every small part, like if you want to change like your, your brake caliper, your right front brake caliper, that's one token. Oh. You want to change your front left, that's another token. That's interesting. So they're pretty much always guaranteed to use the two tokens if they want to change something. Yeah, but Unless you have they're to gonna pick. change like their nose cone design, which I think is mandated by the FIA, so I don't think they can. Yeah. But you you but you have to like be smart about what you want to change because you only get two. Mm-hmm. And if you use it on brake calipers, front the front pair, that's just two right there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um and uh, apparently Mercedes already used it. Used their two. Oh no. I think they said they did use them there too, but you can't. It's nothing like to the body. The body looks completely the same, so it's most likely from something else. Um, and then Racing Point said that they already they also did theirs as well. Um, so some of the teams like publicly announced what they did for this 
for the mm-hmm. two tokens. Yeah. But um, Mercedes, of course, being the winners. They're not sharing anything. Yeah. I mean, um, it's funny that we're talking about this tonight because this weekend is the first race of the season at Bahrain. And mm-hmm. uh, well, I was just at my brother's house watching uh, practice too. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you expect to see Hamilton and Botas in first and second. And it's it's interesting because teams are competitive these last two years that you wouldn't really expect to see competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, things that are like cars that you're more used to seeing, like mid-tier cars, you know, or, or, or like midfield cars um, are kind of going a little bit faster, right? Like McLaren being uh, number three in constructors last year. Yeah, which is crazy. pretty crazy. Yeah. That that is a midfield car, um, but it's it's right up there in top three of constructors. Um, that's largely due to Ferrari just having such a trash year. But it's interesting to see all these different rule changes and stuff, and that that's kind of just why why F one's appealing to a lot of people, I think. So, I think once you get down into like the rules and the nitty gritty of it, it kind of you get kind of bitten by the bug and you just kind of want to know more and then you want to see how things play out so then you watch the races you know and you follow the constructors championship which i think at this point is more interesting than the drivers championship in my opinion because i mean you know who's going to do do really well unless hamilton does some dumb shit you know you know hamilton's going to win 90% of the time and if it's not hamilton it's going to be fucking verstappen fuck that guy and you know if it's not one of those two it's gonna be both us or you know there's like three or four drivers you're just like okay well you're you guys are gonna end up on you know first and second and third i don't say i think at this point third is what what is a gamble and i think is most interesting about about sport yeah wasn't mercedes oh no wasn't ferrari like really good back in the day yeah, Ferrari's Ferrari's been staple in in uh, F one. I mean, when Schum- Schumacher was with Ferrari, I mean they were fucking yeah. All I mean they were all over it. And then you know then then came Red Bull and and Mercedes, and it's just kind of you know you get in these kind of patterns where like for some reason it's just hidden on all cylinders for these manufacturers, and you know it's interesting because you got these midfield cars that are using the same engines as the other cars that are winning the races and you're just like okay clearly it's down to the chassis development and that's kind of where the gaps start to form and you can kind of learn a little bit more between the cars but yeah seriously if you get a chance dude watch drive to survive it's it's a great show it makes it really easy easy to digest and if you weren't into f1 before you start watching that show you're going to be into f1 by the time you're done yeah and then um after you guys watch it let us know yeah and let, let us, us know what you guys think about it is for this current season because there's a lot of new you know new additions to shake things up a couple of drivers came up from f2 uh mm-hmm. number one namely uh mick schumacher michael schumacher's son he's he's racing for haas this year and um going based on practice um i don't know if it's the car or if it's his skills that just aren't up to it but you know, he's right back where Haas was last year, so. <laughs> Mick. 
Mick Schumacher. Yeah. Yeah, he was 22. Haas and Ferrari. That's his team. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. It's cool because um, when, when you're watching the races, you know, they have the little, um, the, what's it called? The order, like the, the racing order that's like live updating throughout the race. They have mm-hmm. the three little initials for their names. Um, Mick Schumacher's is the same as Michael Schumacher's. It's MSC. Cool little homage to his dad. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's there's a, I mean, there's a couple new drivers and there's a couple old ones you might want to follow. Glenn Norris, I'm sure he's going to be doing amazing this year. So yeah, I think this year is going to be a really, really good season of F1. And I think if there's going to be a good year to start, probably be this one especially with a new edition of f1 or drive to survive on netflix kind of gives you a little buffer to get into it and then you can just watch the highlights honestly is what i is what i can recommend watch the highlights it'll show you all the the big moments the good overtakes and and the the finishing order yeah i really i really want to see what teams can do um especially now with the new rule that it's cutting 10% of the overall downforce. Yeah, that's next season, if, right? Yeah, 2022? Yeah, 2022 season. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, I, I think as, as long as you're not a Mercedes fan, I think what you want to see is you want to see the grid shaking up a little bit. And you want to see a bit more competition up front. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I don't really have a favorite team. Mm-hmm. But I, I just... Mercedes just blows everyone off the water. Um, yeah. You look at the 2022 constructor standing. Mercedes at like 573 and in, in first place. Second place is Red Bull at 319. Yeah. Like, you know, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Um, I want to see more battles. But yeah, I, I if, if you... If you want to start kind of learning a little bit more about F1, um, Drive to Survive will kind of introduce you to all the different drivers and um, the teams that are on and where the teams stand. And it, it kind of gets you in in the feeling a little bit. You kind of just pick who you want to, you know, who's a little bit more... Uh, understandable as a driver because yeah, i mean these are f1 drivers you know they're fastest in the world they're quickest you know out there so they got massive fucking egos so it's kind of hard to like some of them <laughs> massive yeah and also you get to know the race directors or the, the 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 team directors which is really interesting because some of those guys are some there's some characters for sure I hate to admit it, but I, I really like the Mercedes team director, Toto Wolf. There's something about the way the dude carries himself. I like. <laughs> it's, it's 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 funny and like charismatic. All, all it's, it's just it's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, Mercedes shouldn't be winning anymore. I mean, they've just won too many at this time. At this point. Like yeah. Last year might have been what like their fifteenth season in a row or some shit like that. I don't know, dude. It's Mercedes. Let's see. Let's see. So if they've won, they're 
race entered 226 no 228 um they've won seven constructors and nine drivers um ever since 2015 they've run back to back 2015 16 17 18 19 and 20 jesus fucking christ yeah and then constructors they run 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Just back to back. Yeah. Crazy. You want to see some change, right? You don't want to keep seeing Mercedes up there. Fuck, fuck those guys. Honestly, I just, I, I don't really care for Lewis Hamilton. You know, he's, he's, it's hard to humanize him. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the backstory with, Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a couple there's a couple of heartfelt backstories in F1 right now. Um which is uh it's kind of weird the way F1's trending. You know, they're they're trending a little younger and younger. It's just like mm-hmm. some of these guys, I mean, they're just they're fucking like 19 years old when they started driving F1. It's like holy shit, dude, like I could barely fucking downshift when I was 19. Like, that's fucking crazy. You're yeah. driving, like, multi-million dollar vehicles that... <laughs> yeah, and, and they're also super, super not tall. They're, like, 5'7", five, 5'8"-ish, five, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, we were talking about this earlier um, at Jamil's house, but it's, like, um, I don't know if you know this, but, like, gymnastics, I think this is a fact i don't know that it is so don't quote me on this i think it's stunts growth if you're doing gymnastics from a young age well i think it's any any sport that you do a little bit overboard you grunt you you stunt uh, growth yeah so uh um, go-karting definitely does that because these motherfuckers are not tall (laughs) and they all started (laughs) go-karting yeah but i also feel like if you're too tall, how are you going to fit in the cockpit? I'm sure they fucking make you fit. I think there's one dude on the grid that's like six foot tall or something like that. He still fucking fits in the car. Uh, I mean, it's it's probably like, you know, all those just G-forces and just fucking feeling. I mean, carts, I mean, go-karts don't have suspension, right? So you're fucking just bouncing on a plastic seat, which I'm sure just compresses your spine so much. And on top of all the G-forces, I bet if you just gave those dudes like a back rug, they would just like spring to like seven feet tall. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like Lewis Hamilton? Exactly. <laughs> he's actually pretty short. Yeah. He's only, he's 5'9". Yeah. That's yeah. average. That's that. I mean, that's an average height. <laughs> George Russell, 6'1". I'm, yeah, he's he's the tall one. I'm I'm taller than Lewis Hamilton. Uh, Alex Albon, he's not he's not an F one anymore. Yeah, but he's six one. Uh, he oh man, he's such a sad Nico one. Rosberg. Nico, yeah, Nico and Kiki, father and son, by the way, um, do a Heineken commercial now, which is I think the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> Two F one champions, and for some reason they're doing Heineken commercials. Hey man, money talks. Apparently, Heineken has the money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. George Russell, I think he was the one of the 
people that have watched like a small like documentary on on youtube yeah i mean there's a it's like a rabbit hole getting into like all the drivers in their past it's it really is daniel ricardo he's 511 he's had a he's had a tough couple of years since he, he, he was at Red Bull, right? And then he, he was on Mercedes. No, he's at um, McLaren right now. Oh, yeah. Look, McLaren Mercedes. Yeah. It was, yeah. Chassis. So how does that work? So it's a, I think McLaren's running a Mercedes motor, but it's a McLaren chassis. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of how it's Haas Ferrari. It's a Ferrari motor, Haas mm-hmm. chassis. Interesting. Do not quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know that he was pretty good with Red Bull. He was. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, I mean, Red Bull put their money in Max Verstappen, and so Daniel had to go, and he had someone else replace him. I don't remember who it was. Pierre Gasly, I think, replaced him. And then Gasly got demoted to Toro Rosso, which is now AlphaTauri. And then Alex Albon came in halfway through the season in Toro Rosso, or in, in Red Bull in replace of him. And then they let him, the, he lost his seat at the end of the season. I think he's going to DTM now. I don't know, dude. It's When, when, when seats change, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> Oh, so Daniel, no, yeah, Daniel replaced Carlos, who signed a multi-year, multi-year deal with Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, Carlos went to Ferrari. Yeah. Then I think I think Vettel went to Alpine, which was Renault. Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Uh, he went to Aston. Aston, that's what it was. Something with yeah. the I don't know, dude. He was a he was a Ferrari guy, right? He was in Ferrari, yeah. And then uh, they decided to not re up on him. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. There's a moment in Drive to Survive. It's pretty awkward. Uh, it's not an awkward moment when your team is like, mm. yeah. It's and Sebastian Vettel. He's kind of like. If you followed him for a long time, he's kind of just, he's, I don't know how, I don't know how to describe him other than he just kind of, he, he's a, he's a little, he stretches, he stretches the rules a little bit. Like he, he kind of just likes to have fun and mess around and kind of stretch the rules and just, you know, and, um, they were meeting with uh, fans like virtually and uh, it was him and Charles Leclerc and uh, the fans were asking Charles why he didn't have his clothing line and, like he had uh, said that he wanted to start and Sebastian was like well it's because we have this sponsor here he says Puma it told they basically told him to fuck off and uh, he was like I, I'm not supposed to say that but I'm gone at the end of the season so who cares <laughs> and it was just like Jesus Christ, dude. 
Someone was salty. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. If there was one team, like, okay, so I know that Mercedes um, signed Lewis for another year. Mm-hmm. But what if Mercedes didn't? You mean like, what if they went into another, uh, went like another driver? Yeah. Um, I don't think Lewis would have a problem getting another seat. I think the biggest problem with that would be his personal choice, right? Because I mean, he's been on the top for so long. You never really want, like, as a as a driver, at least I can imagine, especially at that caliber, you don't want to be put in a position where you're not able to win races the way that you know that you can, you know? Because if you're put in a midfield car, despite your abilities, sometimes you're just, you outgrow the car, right? The yeah. car's just, car just not up to being as fast as you are. I think that's the situation that, that Hamilton would find him in. But I think the second he went out on the market as an open driver, I don't, I, I don't doubt that any team would have loved to have him on. So do you think do you think it's Lewis that's the reason why McLaren is winning or it's the technology that Mercedes has plus Hamilton that's giving them the edge over everyone else? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Because um, I feel like Lewis has always been on the spotlight. He has. And, right? Because uh, what when he first started with McLaren, was it McLaren or was it Honda? I don't remember. I think it was Honda McLaren, right? Honda. It was probably yeah. Honda McLaren. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he first started, like he was all the hype. Um, Because uh, I think McLaren gave him like a shot in F1. Uh, don't call me on that too, but... <laughs> Basically, don't quote us on anything that we have said because we don't know nearly enough about (laughs) F1 to be talking this much about F1, but we we are anyways. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then I guess uh, because of... Honda has like pretty shitty motors before. Like, they would just blow up and, (laughs) you know. um, And then after a while... um, Lewis went to, I think he went to somewhere else, another team before Mercedes, I think. Let's find out. Lewis Hamilton. Let's see. No, he went from McLaren from 2007 to 2012. Yeah, and then he went to Mercedes. And then, yeah, from 2013 to present time. Um. But yeah. Um, Wait a minute. Was this motherfucker knighted? Yeah. What the fuck? He's Sir Lewis Hamilton? I never yeah. knew that. <laughs> what? He's also... He also has a fellowship of the Royal Academy of Engineering Award. What the fuck? And a most excellent order of the British Empire. So he's a sir. Jesus Christ, dude. I had no idea about that. That's crazy. 
My God. Um, but I also feel like it's so Lewis. Lewis has skill. Um, yes, I mean that's un- undoubtedly so at this point. Yeah, um, but I feel like the reason why uh, Mercedes has been able to grow and be this strong at this magnitude is partly because of how good Lewis is. Because I think, because right, if you win, if the more the more races you win, the more money you generate. Mm-hmm. I assume, right? Um. And in, and more money means more money that you can put back into research and development to make your vehicles better and stronger than everyone else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it goes kind of goes back to your point that everything goes hand in hand. But yeah, it's only a certain um, percentage of the driver. The rest of it, I mean, you know, you gotta have a good car under you, right? Yeah, but then you also need a good driver exactly. to get sponsors and to get money into the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if maybe if like Lewis went to like Red Bull, Red Bull could have been good too. Yeah, um, I think uh, if first of all I don't think Red Bull would ever have Lewis, but I think if <laughs> if if they did, I think Red Bull would be damn near unstoppable. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like I like the delivery on Red Bull. Of Red Bull, Red Bull cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the uh, like the know, reddish. Always, uh, I've always been more of an Aston guy, especially the last few seasons. Delivery on the Aston car is like really good. Let me see. I'll tell you what looks absolutely terrible. I don't care what anyone says. The McLaren cars, that fucking bright orange, I hate it. <laughs> oh my god, it looks so bad. That and uh, Racing Point, Racing Point always look bad. When it was Force India, it looked terrible too. But <laughs> uh, McLaren just looks like they ways. just like ran out of time at designing, and they're just like, yeah, eh. they were just like, <laughs> oh, we have to design. Oh, so fuck it, go with the Golf livery. Except they got it a little bit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Mercedes looks nice. Um, Mercedes is cool. Yeah, I don't Ferrari know. looks nice. Ferrari, I mean, it's, it's always Ferrari's red. Cheating, though. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I mean, what what else would look good other than a red race car, right? <laughs> yeah, I like I like the I like the old school Ferrari with the Marlboro. Uh, Marlboro. Yeah, yeah like there was the like a whole big thing where like they didn't want to have uh, nicotine sponsors and mm-hmm. one anymore. Yeah. And Donut Media made a big video on that, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they are still. Are do you know if they are? That's a good question. I actually don't know. Uh yeah. Marlboro also sponsored McLaren back in I want to say like eighties. Um Senna's infamous McLaren race car was a that was with the MP twelve four something but it was uh that that was marble livery as well so so yes marble is still sponsoring them oh yeah your shell company is still sponsoring them yeah 
Oh, uh, I forgot. Um, yeah, Marble uses shell companies mm-hmm. to sponsor um, F1. Yeah, because uh, they're not technically allowed to as a nicotine company. Yeah, but they always get caught. So Marvel keep on making shell companies so that they can sponsor. Um, I mean, and then <laughs> shit. I mean, if look, if anyone's gonna go for the shady sponsorships, it's gonna be the Italians, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, going back to the article, I think it would be really cool to see new manufacturers new constructors in f1 mm-hmm. i just don't think it's gonna happen for a while i think um i also don't it's interesting to think about the future of f1 when it comes to like um right volkswagen is they're not doing uh internal combustion racing anymore they're focusing yeah well i think it's like the whole vag group right yeah and so i mean that includes audi I don't know if Porsche is oh. still under them on it. I think they're independent. They're not independent, but I don't think they're with a Volkswagen anymore. But uh, I don't think I don't think they ever were. Were they? They were for a little bit, I think. Oh. Um, I could also be wrong. It might be like a little bit back in like the '60s, but <laughs> that doesn't really count. Either way, no, uh, they are. They are. Yeah. yeah. So I'm that, partnered. That's, that's Porsche out too. Then. So I mean. Bag. Especially if like a lot of the funding is going to come from the manufacturer plus a little bit from sponsorships, you know, if if Volkswagen's your overall, uh, your majority majority shareholder, you're you're not going in F one, which makes it interesting. It's like how is EV going to affect Formula One? You know, because there was Formula E. I mean, there still is Formula E, and that is significantly less. Um, Interesting. <laughs> yeah, because you don't hear the sound. All you hear is... Yeah, it's yeah. not even that. It's just... It's like the caliber of the racing. I mean, I guess as technology gets better, right? I mean, I'm sure you can... In 10 years' time, you'll be able to make a Formula One equivalent car like there was today or even faster, right? From electricity, but... Mm-hmm. Or like battery-powered. But that also is like a whole new platform for people to learn so like people starting out in go-karts now right gas-powered go-karts and going into f2 and and all the f3 they're not going to know those chassis as well as and they're not going to be it's a it's a different set of driving you know it's like a whole new style that you have to get used to you gotta worry less about but i think uh, audi is also stepping away from formula e really yeah, there's this article. Uh, why is why Audi is walking away from Formula E? It's interesting. Yeah. Mm, after 2021, for Lamar. Oh, Le Mans, Dakar. That's interesting. So they're going to keep running Le Mans. Hmm. That's literally like the opposite of what Volkswagen's saying. 
Right, because they're going to go back to Le Mans with their, ba- their, their assumingly gas-powered, if maybe hybrid. I think they might be hybrids, actually. Yeah, because then because uh, the Audi team principal, Ellen, was saying that we are part of Volkswagen Group, but we cannot comment on what Porsche, Porsche are doing and vice versa. Yeah. But the company that owns Porsche is Volkswagen Group. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I'm sure there's a there's a lot a lot of more cogs working around inside than we will ever know. So it's kind of hard. Everything's just gonna be speculation. Yeah, but that'd be crazy. Yeah, it'd be cool to see you know new new manufacturers and different motorsports. I think that'll be interesting for any type of motorsport that there is. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think we'll end it there, Wayne. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yep. Thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, I know it was a little bit of a slow, kind of chill vibe compared to, I want to say, two weeks ago. I think the last thing that I remember saying on this podcast was my poop story. So that was mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> a little bit of a change from the last episode that you you heard, but uh, I hope you enjoyed listening nonetheless. Um, this has been Last Call Garage. Go ahead and. Follow us on Instagram at Last Call Garage. Uh, shoot us an email if you have any topic suggestions or criticisms at lastcallgarage at gmail.com. Uh, give us a good review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, five out of five stars, please. Um, and I think that's it, right? Am I missing Follow anything? Follow us on uh, YouTube as well. Boom, there you go, YouTube. This is on Zoom, so there is a YouTube video up for this if you want to follow yes. along the articles that we were looking at. Um, Subscribe please. and uh, push that bell notification. <laughs> yeah, there you go. yeah, we're not YouTubers. We don't know how to do this. But yeah, you can click the bell if you want notifications. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for Like listening. the videos as well. Oh, yeah, like the videos. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. But uh, thanks for listening tonight, guys. Thank you. <laughs>